0: hey 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 david solomon back here for another rant it is the middle of the week it's wednesday it's hump day it's just one of those another days in the beautiful day in the neighborhood as you would say it uh i'm here running again flying solo as my good friend has again taken off uh another well-deserved vacation and he'll be back in a little in a couple of weeks but in the meantime in the meantime as i'm flying here solo and as I continue to read the news, I am amazed. I'm <laughs> just amazed. Um, and the reason I'm wearing my glasses today is because i got to read some stuff. And so I've been reading a lot. And there was a great term once coined by a journalist that said, words matter. Words do matter. Words are very And it's interesting because in politics, it's exactly... What we keep hearing, words matter. You know, it's funny. We had President Obama for two terms, phenomenal orator, great speaker. When he read the teleprompter, you felt great. And you thought that this guy was presidential, phenomenal because he was a speaker. He was great at his talk. And his words were written out and thought out and whatever. And his speechwriters were fantastic. And then along came Donald Trump for four years. And the entire media decided to rip him apart. Shred from shred. Because he was, the way he expressed himself was not presidential. It was, in fact, crude, rough, rude, call it whatever you want. Noxious, arrogant, disgusting, you name it. And to top it all off... The media went so far as to fact check every word because they didn't believe him. That is what we've lived for for four years. And then along for the last year and a half, the Biden administration comes into play. And the Biden administration comes in and suddenly it shifts again. All of a sudden, words like eloquent, calm, patient, all these words come back to describe what a president should be. And Joe Biden represents Him and his administration are going to represent a true American way of life. The words are going to be important. We're going to go back to that. Well, I'm going to challenge that and say that really, I think that in the last year and a half, it was the opposite. I think that the Americans have been, they're stoned. Americans have been fooled into believe that, hey, guess what? Joe Biden's words actually do matter. And that Joe Biden is standing there, him and his administration, really think through what they say before they speak. I mean, look, let's call a spade a spade. When you watch these guys speak, they're reading a teleprompter. These speeches are written by their speechwriters. They're not written by the presidents or the vice presidents or anybody themselves. And they read it and they sound good. And if you're with a little bit of practice, you sound amazing. But then comes the situation when you don't have the teleprompter or you have to answer the questions off the cuff or and all of a sudden you're fumbling, mumbling and bumbling. But what if you do have a speechwriter and what if you did have someone write for you? And what happens to those words? So you're thinking, David, you're talking in circles. What the hell are you talking about? Well, jill biden now for those of you who are not aware of president biden's wife is a doctor she's a professor she teaches linguistics she's quite well respected at the university level she's not stupid in fact quite brilliant and if you actually watch the interviews they're commenting that jill biden is actually the brains behind the presidency it's not joe biden it's she's just simply there to support him, but she has the intelligence, the wherewithal. She's the one who pushed him. She's the one who helped him through his trials and tribulations. There was a lot of compliments towards her until this week. So the first lady was down in Texas, and she was talking at a a conference, um, and you know. <sighs> She wanted to compliment the work of Raul Izguir, the president of Unidos U.S. And last week, you know, the president awarded him the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the nation's highest honor for civilian work. And she tried to talk about the Latino diversity. And ladies and gentlemen, I cannot make this stuff up. This is what she had said. She talked about Raul, and Raul had built this organization, and this is her quote, with the understanding that the diversity of this community As distinct as the bodegas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio, is your strength. Twitter went crazy. Social media went nuts. The president, of the vice president of the United States just compared the Hispanic community to tacos. That's right, breakfast tacos. Oh, let the fun begin. Let the craziness begin. I mean, let's understand something here, folks. This is the vice president of the United States. No, this is the president of the United States. No, we know it's the first lady. She has a speechwriter. She practiced her speech. She has a chance to edit it, modify it, tweak it, whatever you want to call it. She can do. She can make it happen. The apologies that came after this was hilarious. They were people were, they were apologizing. Or her press secretary apologized, apologies, 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 and then they said it was a there was a misinterpretation. There was a, a you know not lack of understanding. The backlash that came from the National Association of Hispanic Journalists came as follows. Using breakfast tacos to demonstrate the uniqueness of Latinos in San Antonio, demonstrate a lack of cultural knowledge and sensitivity to the diversity of Latinos in the region. They encouraged Dr. Biden and her speech writing team to take the time in the future to better understand the complexities of our people and our communities. We are not tacos. Our heritage as Latinos is shaped by various diasporas, cultures, and food traditions. Do not reduce us to stereotypes. <laughs> Florida Republican uh, Senator Marco Rubio actually changed his Twitter profile to the image of a talker. I mean, let's try to understand something here. I always said words matter. They're saying words matter. And then they sit down and go, oh, crap, we screwed up. It was a mistake. It was an error no we thought what it was, blah, 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 blah. Folks, this is unacceptable. It's cannot be tolerated in 2022. In 2022, if you're trying to, you know, look, if you're trying to court more Hispanics your way, this, did anybody comment that this was one white lady with white hair? Well, she's not with white hair, she's blonde hair, but she's got, she's an old white lady commenting about a cultural community, an ethnicity, a minority. If this was, Donald Trump's wife was doing this speech three years ago. Could you imagine what media coverage it would have been? Could you imagine the sensationalism that would have been? Could you imagine the visceral attacks towards the White House? Here, the Biden administration is trying to excuse it as an oops, a mistake, an oversight. Call it whatever you want. No, it's not. Folks, this is the exact attitude coming out of the Biden administration. And if I'm Alexandra ortazio Cortez, who has vilified the Democratic Party, who has criticized it, who has ripped it apart, who is a racist on her own, where is she today to say, I'm no taco? The New York Times declared a Republican uh, congresswoman who just won in Texas. She had won a seat that was for one hundred years a Democratic seat, that the community there is largely Hispanic, the Republicans won the seat. And the fascinating thing is that the New York Times referred to her as a Latina white supremacist. I mean, are, are, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Is this what we expect from the administration? Is this what we expect from the New York Times? Is this what we expect is tolerable? The Democratic Party has also come up with a new catchphrase, Latin, X. It's like a, a kind of a new way to describe the modern Latinos in the United States. Latinos across America are going, what are you doing, people? Treat us for who we are. We are a minority, we're an ethnic minority, we get it. What kind of garbage is this that you're going to go ahead and use these kinds of stupid terms? The Democratic Party, like the Liberal Party in Canada, has been treated like the immigrant party, right? You come to America, you come to Canada, you voted Liberal, you voted Democrat because they were the party of the immigrants. That's what you were told. They helped immigrants. They were good for immigrants. They were blacks on immigrants because the Republicans or the conservatives are always tougher on immigration. So you wanted to vote that way. And to this day, this is the mantra. This is what you keep hearing. But lo and behold, let's be realistic. The Democratic Party is for immigrants. The Liberal Party of Canada is for immigrants, especially the United States. Are the Democrats really for Hispanics or is it just lip service? Because that's what it seems to be. It seems to be that the, that the Democratic Party doesn't care. They just want your vote. And in places like Texas, Florida, New Mexico, Arizona, California, the Hispanic vote does work, does sway. Those are seats. And what's happening is that there's a shift. That since the Donald Trump era, more Hispanics are shifting to the right because the promises made by the left and the Democratic Party haven't come through. If you look along the border of the United States today, immigration is an absolute nightmare. Floods of illegal immigrants crossing through. But for four years, we focused on children in cages, but not not on the real problem of illegal immigration. Donald Trump and his administration tried, didn't succeed as well as they could have, but got vilified by the Democrats as not being good to (laughs) to, to Hispanics. Here we are in 2022. What do we really care about today? Gas prices going through the roof. Food prices going through the roof. Inflation today was announced higher than expected. We don't care. The average person today doesn't want to hear propaganda, doesn't want to hear being compared to a taco, are people today expect from the government better attitude or attention to the community? Instead, the pandering, the attempt pandering, this attempt at really trying to think that they're a distinct society and that we should really, we love them like breakfast tacos. Hello, that's insulting. <laughs> Had this been the Trump administration in power? Had it been Mitch McConnell making a remark like that? Had it been Marco Rubio, and Cruz, Ron DeSantis? Oh, my God. But It was Joe Biden. We expect Joe Biden to put his foot in his mouth. We expect Kamala Harris to put her foot in her mouth. She can't say two words together without, you know, look up Kamala Harris and the word seriously and see how many times she said that word when it came up to gun control in one sentence. Jill Biden, a well-respected professor, linguistics professor, supposedly the eloquent one, supposedly the smart one. She represents the White House. No speech would have gone out without the approval from the White House. Let's be realistic. And this whole notion that we keep pushing, you know, Hispanic Heritage Month and we keep pushing all these types of stuff, folks, they don't want to hear this anymore. They're tired of the left trying to reinvent the wheel, trying to do things for votes, trying to think that they're cute and that they're helpful. Sit down with the average Hispanic person today and they're saying, I want food on my table. I want gas to go down in price. I want to be able to afford a middle-class life that, or, or be able to have a life of, of, of wealth, prosperity, whatever it is. And instead, we're being called breakfast tacos. So words do matter. And the offensive attitude by this administration shouldn't go unnoticed. And come November, the message will be clear. This is not about right versus left. This is about right versus wrong. This is about saying the right thing, doing the right thing, having the right attitude. Democratic Party doesn't have it as represented by the first lady of the United States. On that note, we've reached a quarter hour. I want to thank you all very much for joining me this week. I'll see you guys on Friday. Please stay, if you haven't had a chance to really watch some of our previous episodes or listen to them, you can download them from your favorite places where you get your podcasts. We're on YouTube. We're on Rumble. Join us. Comment. Share your feelings. We look forward to hearing and seeing you soon. Stay well.